0: Why'd you make me watch this? You made me watch something I didn't like. Next time we watch something
1: I like, but I can't believe you made me
0: watch. You made me watch Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert.
1: And you liked it, right? I did. Yay!
0: I'm surprised that I never saw it before.
1: Me too. It's like right up your alley.
0: It really is.
1: So, um, just a quick plot synopsis. It's about three drag queens.
0: Two drag queens and a trans woman.
1: And a trans woman who also does drag shows. Right. As a a drag performer.
0: It should be noted that this came out in 1994. Yes. And the vocabulary has changed.
1: Yes. Yeah, there are a few outdated terms that are used, but um, Bernadette does make it clear that she is a trans woman. They get an opportunity to do a bunch of shows at a hotel on the other side of Australia. And as it turns out...
0: The middle of Australia, if you've never (laughs) really looked at a map, uh, is pretty much all desert.
1: Yeah, it's uninhabitable.
0: Yeah, they start off in Sydney, Mm -hmm. which is near the southern part of Australia. Correct and they have to travel to the north part yeah so so
1: they're in like queen they have to go to like queensland or something yeah
0: so the most direct route Mm -hmm. is a straight line Mm -hmm. which means going across the desert the desert which which is the setting for at least one australian horror movie that i know of.
1: exactly yeah um However, one of them has slightly ulterior motives. Is it Tick? They tick, call it, yeah. tick, yeah. Is going there, got the job because. I he's thought Chris was
0: Mitzi also, or am I wrong?
1: Or Mitzi? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay, so Mitzi.
0: Yeah, and Adam is Felicia.
1: That's right. So Mitzi is actually married to a woman. Um, but they're basic. They're basically just seems like their best friends who got married.
0: Is it said clearly that she's a lesbian? Um, or at least by
1: yes, because they they have a child together named Benji. Named Benji. <laughs> well, they call him Benjamin.
0: They call him Benj.
1: Benj. Um, but yes, they have a son together, and no one in Mitzi's life in Sydney has any idea. About the marriage or the child. So, Correct. it's a big surprise when Mitzi finally confesses, like, hey, I'm, I'm actually married. And um, then it's an even bigger surprise when they get there and realize there's also a child mm-hmm. who's, like, nine. So, Mitzi's very concerned about being accepted
0: mm-hmm
1: um by
0: in the drag community in yeah. the drag and community by the child yeah. and
1: by the child for being married to a woman despite the fact that she's a lesbian or like you said at least by yeah and because of the child so mm-hmm. it's it's an internal struggle it's an internal struggle for mitzi and um they all find out a lot about each other and about themselves on this journey. So, yeah.
0: uh, Bernadette's partner, Trumpet, Trumpet, dies
1: suddenly. Suddenly.
0: And it's clear that Bernadette is into younger men. Mm-hmm. But along the way, she ends up meeting just uh, a nice, you know, kind of small town fix it dude mm-hmm. named Bob, who has a mail order bride.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, uh, Bob kind of falls for her. Yes. Because the mail order bride, played by Julia Cortez, mm-hmm. who ended it's up playing. hilarious. She's very funny. She ended up playing Rita Repulsa in the yes. Power Rangers movie.
1: Yes. I found that out later in life. Mm-hmm. And it blew my mind. Because I was like, oh, my God. I know her from <laughs> Priscilla.
0: She is so over the top. and It's campy amazing. That. I'm kind of bummed, unless she does, like, theater or something, but she did graduate with, like, a business degree, so maybe just doing a little bit of acting in the 90s was just sort of like a a fad Mm -hmm. or whatever, but she is, uh, she's really, really funny and Mm -hmm. apparently there's a scene where she shoots ping pong balls out of herself
1: Mm -hmm. and apparently
0: the outfit that she wears during that scene she brought to
1: the set did she really oh my god that That was amazing yeah now i must remind you also that i saw this in 1994
0: When you were 12 years old. When
1: I was 12 years old. And I remember when I was watching it, I think my parents had already watched it, like they'd rented it. And my dad saw my brother and I watching it. And he was like, Jan, do you think this is appropriate for them to be watching? And my mom was like, they're fine. They don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you said that there was some stuff that went over your head Mm -hmm. back then, like their Adam's uncle tries to molest him when he's a kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's the ping pong balls out of the hooch, Mm -hmm. but
1: my brother and I had a conversation with each other about this where we were like, where do you think the ping pong balls are coming from? (laughs) And we decided that they were going out of her butt. Like that's where she was shooting them out of. I was like, yeah, she's shooting them out of her butt. Right. I was like, maybe she's farting them out. Like we're so stupid.
0: My parents wouldn't let me and my brother watch the scene in National Lampoon's vacation where they go to Randy Quaid's house Mm -hmm. and the daughter says something about like French kissing and says, Mm -hmm. My daddy says I'm the best. And um, yeah, that's right. And then the son says something about, You ever bop your baloney? So Brian and I watched that and for the longest time, we try to decode, what does bop your baloney mean?
1: Oh, no. Yeah, there's just weird stuff that happens in movies that you just you don't get it. You're like, mm, I don't know, whatever.
0: It is funny, too, because one of our yearly traditions is re-watching National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation every yes. year. Mm-hmm. And... National Lampoon's Vacation is a much more fucked up, darker movie yes,
1: than Christmas Vacation. it is.
0: While I did like Priscilla a lot, and mm. I was surprised that the bus was named Priscilla. I always thought yes. Terrence Stamp was named nope. Priscilla.
1: Mm-mm. Terrence Stamp was Bernadette.
0: I don't know that this could get made- As is. As is nowadays. Correct. With seemingly- well, definitely with a cis male playing Bernadette. Correct. I, I wouldn't mind a remake of, like, we don't need a remake of this because no. this is a classic. But if there was one, I I would put Laverne Cox oh, in yeah. the Bernadette. Although I think you need someone much, much older.
1: Yeah, I was, I was just thinking the same thing. I'm like, Laverne Cox is too young. But, you know,
0: maybe in 20 years, we can remake this and we can cast Laverne Cox.
1: Yeah, maybe. As Bernadette.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then because Tick is bi and Adam is gay, mm-hmm. I think nowadays, and I don't know, Australia is a lot different mm-hmm. than the States where, you know, we need to know. The solidity of bowel movements of yeah. our actors here. Uh, it seems like Guy Pierce and Hugo Weaving have managed to maintain a pretty private life. Mm-hmm. Both have been romantically linked to women, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that you know maybe they're bi. Yeah, you know, who, knows? who knows? It doesn't. It doesn't really. It doesn't matter. really matter. I think if they are just straight men they do kind of nance about a bit in moments uh, particularly guy pierce well i think
1: because guy pierce's character is so flamboyant mm-hmm. he does kind of overdo it a little bit in scenes but and i think it's a little bit the way that it's written a bit yeah, is yeah, in he's a way definitely
0: like the young party boy yeah you know, yes over the top
1: yeah says anything
0: always on like mm-hmm. that that's bernadette's complaint with her yeah is that she's always performing.
1: Correct. And and that's we're friends with enough
0: comedians and you're married to yeah. me to know that someone who performs too much can get
1: it can be exhausting. Mm,
0: yes. Hey being someone who performs too much. Yes, can, be, can exhausting. be exhausting.
1: I do think it's a little flamboyant. I think they could probably pull it back a little bit and it would be just as effective. But you know, I think for nineteen ninety four it was pretty good. Yeah. You know,
0: it won an American Academy Award for costumes. Mm-hmm. And the famous thong dress. Yes. Only cost $7.
1: Yep, because it was legitimately made just out of a bunch of flip flops. Mm-hmm. But they call them thongs. thongs. There.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's the thong dress. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's funny. Yeah. I do, because I thought I immediately went to the other thong. <laughs> I say this because I am very secure in my masculinity. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, yes, Guy Pierce, who was only, let's see, this came out in 94 mm-hmm. and he was born in 67. So he was 27 years old when this came out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's not that crazy that his butt was banging.
1: <laughs> it was. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, there were a couple scenes where what he was wearing either underneath a dress or, you know, like, as bottoms was a, like, thong underwear, but, But like, dressed up. And
0: Terrence Stamp was 56 when this was made.
1: Wow.
0: (laughs) And uh, he had good buns, too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, everyone was great.
0: It's it's very funny to me that um, Terrence Stamp is, well, if my dad was still alive. (laughs) He and my dad were both born in 1938.
1: Oh, that's funny. Yeah. They did a couple of things that I thought were subtle that made it clear that um bernadette is a trans woman and not you know just a drag performer Mm -hmm. or um well i guess that that she's a trans woman who's completed like top and bottom surgery Mm -hmm. she does say something to mitzi about having the chop right is what she referred to it as and then there's also a scene where she's in the water and i think they must have just like filmed someone else but as she's like bob is like lifting her up and it kind of is like it's like a tasteful shot of her yeah yeah, yeah. of her like as she's getting up out of the water you could see that there are real breasts there i you know terrence stamp did not have actual breasts Mm -hmm. but it's a way so that you could see that like she's she's a woman like she's a woman
0: yeah i really think that you know like we said some of the terminology is a little outdated Mm -hmm. but I think this is a really... I wouldn't have a problem showing this to Benji when he's 12. No. I think it is a very educational and entertaining movie.
1: And I think one of the things that they do in this, which is that they address that that even though, you know, for them in 1994, there had been a lot of progress as far as acceptance and things like that. There are still moments where you realize, like, no, they face a lot of hate and a lot of violence As a result of just people being hateful and (laughs) small minded and Mm -hmm. they're just trying to live their lives. Really, there was the scene where the gang of guys chases down Guy Pierce and um, starts to beat him up or starts to beat him up. And, you know, they're about to do something pretty awful when Bob comes in and says, you know, get the hell away from him, you know. Mm-mm, and helps him up and, you know, chases the everyone off. There's also the scene where they are stopped in the first town, I think. They're mm-hmm. stopped in that town. And they're out at a bar that night. They have a great time. And then in the next morning, they're, the side of the bus is defaced with some pretty hateful language. Yeah.
0: Tim Curry turned down. Hugo Weaving's role. really
1: Just didn't want to be typecast, maybe? I I don't know. I think it's
0: good that I like that it's a very Australian movie. Mm -hmm. As much as I love Tim Curry, I I don't need Tim Curry in this. I I think Hugo Weaving did a great job.
1: I thought Hugo Weaving did such a great job. The way his face moves when he's lip syncing and the way that he, like... (laughs) Just his face acting alone is insane, and it's perfect.
0: I think he did the best out of the three leads of doing that. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of funny that Bernadette is supposed to be this revered performer, and I think Terrence Stamp was so fucking wooden. (laughs)
1: yes terrence stamp is a little stiff um
0: terrence stamp looked like how i imagine i would look if i had to dance in a movie where it was clear he was concentrating very hard
1: yes (laughs) yes but i think it, it still worked because she's bernadette says she's like you know i haven't performed in years and she's a bit older so it Kind of makes sense that maybe she's not as great as the others, but yeah, yeah, definitely watching it. I'm like, yeah, she really just kind of like rigidly moves around and doesn't (laughs) really make any facial expressions. It's (laughs) kind of funny.
0: So this came out back to back with Tu Wong Fu. Thanks Mm -hmm. for everything, Julie Newmar. Neither... Is a ripoff of the other. It nope. is just a coincidence. Both were in production at the same time.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. To, I've also seen To Wong Fu. And, um, which I have not. Which we will watch soon, I promise. And yeah, it's it's very, very different. I mean, there are three performers, and that's about where the similarities end. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, Bill Hunter, mm-hmm. who played Bob, was also in another pretty iconic australian movie from 1994 mm. that was filmed at the same time and that's muriel's wedding
1: oh gosh i love that movie yeah
0: so they were shooting at the same filming at the same time in different parts of australia so, oh, wow.
1: oh gosh yeah.
0: and his character both looks completely different
1: oh so they so, had to like yeah it was a
0: lot of work
1: that's intense but good for him you yeah. know so, I saw this when I was 12. I thought I thought they were all so fabulous. I wanted to wear lipstick with glitter over it, like, all the time. My mom was like, you have to, no, you're too young for lipstick. <laughs> but that's, like, all I wanted to do was just put, like, giant lips on and put glitter on them. I yeah. still do. I still do. And they had some amazing costumes, um, so there's a point where the the bus breaks down and they're seriously in the middle of nowhere. and um, it's been miles and miles and miles because they're driving it's, it's when they decide to take a shortcut. so they're they're just in the middle of the desert and they're just sitting outside the bus like just trying not to cry. and um, an Aboriginal person, comes across them and is like, good night for eh? a <laughs> day. <laughs>
0: I <laughs> and, love that guy. That yeah, guy was awesome. That
1: guy was great, but it's very awesome to see that, that they did incorporate the aboriginals into the movie yeah. and that they did it in a positive way where they're, I mean, the aboriginals are the ones that like basically saved them. Yes. Um, and, you know, they had them come and hang out with them and they danced and they sang. And so while they're performing, they decide to perform, for all of them like around the campfire and they're wearing these jumpsuits that have these like big belled bottoms mm-hmm. but it's like a sock basically so you put your foot through and then there's like a hoop around it so it just it stays a giant bell <sighs> i can't even tell you how much i wanted to do that to all of my pants
0: oh the drag queen lip syncing over the end credits is tim chappelle mm-hmm. who was the costume designer
1: really yeah. oh my god Tim Chappelle you are like the costumes in this were so stunning it genuinely made me want to be a drag performer and my (laughs) mom was like that's not how that works and I was like you don't know but she knew (laughs) like it was just it was so amazing I just I fell in love with this movie with the colors and the performances and it was fun to see just like crazy makeup and hair and things that were different but were so beautiful and amazing and fun. Like even though they're just lip syncing, I guess.
0: Mm hmm.
1: They're performing, uh, Hugo Weaving especially, is performing with his entire body.
0: Check out some of the things that Tim Chappelle got to do mm. as a costume designer. Mm-hmm. Like Tim Chappelle, mostly, uh, most of his credits are costume design, mm-hmm. but has done a bit. He got to do the costumes for VIP of Pamela Anderson television series oh. from the late
1: 90s. Oh, yeah.
0: Which, you know, if you're I remember that. Dressing up drag queens, Mm -hmm. dressing up Pamela Anderson.
1: It's about the same at that time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then got to do TV series called I Will Survive, which I don't know if that has anything to do with the disco song, but hopefully it does. Yeah. And um, then is also has done costumes for the masked singer, both US and Australia. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah. So, pretty awesome
0: career there.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I'm really glad that you like this. It was really... (laughs) It was delightful to rewatch. I haven't watched it in several years. So, Mm -hmm. that was really fun to see. I'm really glad you liked it.
0: Yeah. I like it when... You introduced me to movies that have been out for a long time, but flew under my radar Mm -hmm. because I probably would not have seen them if it weren't for you. Yeah. So I appreciate that a lot. The soundtrack to this was pretty awesome.
1: Yes. Oh, Um, yes. It's a lot of ABBA. Yes. But, I mean, hooray. And I think one of the things that I really enjoyed about the movie is that like Mitzi spends... The entire first part of the movie, being so afraid, being afraid to see his wife, being afraid to see his son, he gets there and you realize there's nothing to be worried about. His son loves him already, already accepts him is already understanding. And I think that's a nice way to, I interpreted it as like, you'll find the youth will be more understanding. Young people aren't full of hatred i guess
0: yeah people aren't born hating
1: yeah people learn it and you can see that you know benjamin's mother made sure that he didn't feel weird about who she was and who she dated and who his father was Mm -hmm. and he's just like so dazzled and so happy to be part of this life now with his dad because he's gonna you know live with him for a while
0: yeah, I also want to say that it's actually the Academy Award was won by Tim uh, Chappelle and Lizzie Gardner as a team.
1: Nice, and
0: they also won like a BAFTA and
1: oh, good for they, them!
0: They won a lot of awards. Most of the awards were for you know stuff like production design, yeah, and costume design. But Terrence Stamp was nominated for a lot of stuff too.
1: Good for Terrence Stamp. Yeah. It was really nice. You know, at the end, Bernadette and, you know, because Bob gets a job at the hotel that Metsy's wife is the manager of. Mm. Um, So he's going to be staying there. And Bernadette is like, well, I'm going to stay too. Just kind of decides, you know, after she arrives there that, yeah, I'm going to stay. So... Hugo Weaving and Guy Pearce and the little boy just go back to Sydney and are having a blast. And you could see that also the drag community totally embraced his son as well.
0: Yeah. What's his son's name? Benjamin. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you said his son a couple of times. That made me go, I wonder if you forgot.
1: <laughs> no, it's Benjamin. Yep. i remember.
0: I think it's kind of funny, too and I don't know if this is still the case. Hopefully it isn't because of movies like this and Tu Wong Fu, but the idea that it's career suicide for an actor to take on a gay role
1: mm-hmm.
0: because it will make them look less than manly. Mm-hmm. Terrence Stamp before this was General Zod in Superman 1 and 2. Correct. After this, he created the role of the limey uh, or it was created for him, which is sort of like a British version of like Charles Bronson, basically, like okay. just a super badass, mm-hmm. you know. And that came out five years after this. Mm-hmm. And then Guy Pierce ends up being the villain in I think it's uh, Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. So he's doing a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Hugo Weaving is most known, I think, in the States for being the villain in The Matrix. Yeah, Mr. Anderson. Yeah. in the first Captain America movie, he plays Red Skull. Oh. So it's like, okay, so you have these actors who are playing gay but have gone on to these gigantic tentpole superhero movies. Yeah. You know, Guy Pierce's career took off well after this. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. It's a shame that there was or is that stigma Mm -hmm. and i do think more queer roles should go to queer performers i agree if that is given the if that is a a viable option Mm -hmm. but i also think that younger generations don't look at sexuality as so binary that i think you know people like my niece and nephew's ages You know, kind of look at sexuality as just being more fluid. Yes. And I think that's a healthier way to look at things. Like I I get the argument of not having, like, James Corden played a very stereotypical cartoonish version of a gay character Mm -hmm. last year and got a bit of heat because of that. Mm -hmm. And I get that, but I also think that the only way to get past... Having people feel the need to be in the closet or anything like that in show business is to stop having such a hang up about it. Yeah. Just let roles get played by the best people for the roles, whether it be a gay person playing a straight role mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, Yeah, it like happens said, the
1: other way around. I mean, the, yeah. the priest at Fleabag is... Actually, a gay actor. Yeah, you know?
0: and you know he plays uh, Moriarty in uh, Sherlock. Yes, and he's a phenomenal actor. He's phenomenal. He actor. No idea that he was gay. Yeah,
1: he's gay. Yeah,
0: and it doesn't matter at all.
1: Yeah, it doesn't. If someone's a really good actor, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That sort of thing just doesn't matter in general. Yeah, I, I
0: think speaking of Fleet Bag, it's now become Star Wars canon that Lando Calrissian is not necessarily a straight character, mm-hmm. and people kind of got like up in arms about that, which I think you know, watching solo, it's clear that Lando and l three have fucked. yeah, <laughs> that it's like okay, listen, we're cool that he fucked the toaster, <laughs> but but he's not he's not fucking anyone male <laughs> Ugh, whatever yeah whatever who cares?
1: I guess. The way and my mom said this to me when I was younger, because the organist at our church was a gay man. He was lovely. And I remember at some point, someone in church was like upset about it. And I was like, Mom, I don't understand like why they're upset, you know, that he's gay. And she was like, I don't either. And I was like, why are they upset? And she's like, well, I think because they're not minding their own business, because I know for me, When I think of my straight friends, I don't think about what they do behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. So I don't know why anyone would be worried about what gay people do behind closed doors. Because I don't think about my friends like that. I just think about them as people. And and I I think that was kind of, at least for my little brain, that made sense to me. Where I'm like, yeah, why would you treat gay people differently when you don't treat straight people differently? basically that's what it came down to for me is it's like oh yeah anything that i think about my straight friends should just translate to how i would treat my gay friends yeah so it doesn't matter who cares i don't it's none of my business yeah
0: i don't see me having sex with anyone besides you for the rest of my life
1: yeah therefore
0: who anyone else is having sex with i don't care
1: i don't care And I don't care about people being affectionate with each other. It doesn't make me uncomfortable. No. (laughs) I don't care. I just want to see my friends happy and it doesn't doesn't bother me. And I think strangely watching movies like this as a kid, I never went through a phase where I thought being gay was weird or wrong because my parents were never like that. And I feel like seeing movies like this as well made it feel more normal Mm -hmm. to me. So I never had, you know, those issues that you know maybe some people growing up do have because their parents maybe don't agree with it or whatever.
0: I don't remember if I had any exposure to anyone who was gay, uh, <laughs> besides my cousin who tried to molest me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what before I graduated, but like I think it was spring break or it was like the first summer after mm-hmm.
1: our,
0: our first year of college and. Brian Rankle came out to all of us, and we were like, "All right, whatever." Like, yeah. It so I've had friends who were out to me since I was, you know, eighteen years old or mm-hmm. whatever. So, you know, and I'm 48 years old now. So, like, it, it's kind of hard to remember back prior to 30 years. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't. I can't remember a time in my life where it was ever an issue
1: for me. I think the only thing I might have done is ask, like, what does that mean? And however my parents handled it just made me feel like, oh yeah, it's normal because it is normal. It's like you said, sexuality isn't one or the other. It's, it's, It's much more fluid. And
0: the first thought I can remember is probably going back to Tim Curry, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm -hmm. And I remember just thinking Frankenfurter was the coolest fucking character in the whole world. And, you know, he fucks Brad Majors in it. so
1: Yeah. So so who cares? If you all have a chance, we were able to watch The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert on Amazon. It's on Prime uh, for rent. I'd say if you haven't seen it, Go see it. Cause it's still, I think very much holds up. There's, you know, a little, the lang, a little bit of the language is a bit dated, but on the whole, it's a really great movie. The performances are amazing. Everyone in it is so good. And I think it just, it has a lot to say. Yeah. I think absolutely. you should, if you get a chance to watch it, please do and let us know what you think about it on our Facebook page. I'd love to see what everybody else thinks. And if you've seen it before. I, I wonder if I'm the only one who saw it at age 12. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead and, and and give it a watch. It's definitely worth it. I'm really glad you liked it.
0: Apparently in England, they're trying to make it illegal for parents to put their kids in sexual reprogramming classes. <gasps> Yay!
1: Yeah. All right. That's awesome. Well,
0: thank you so much for listening to You Made Me Watch. And Allison, thank you so much for making me watch. Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. You're welcome. Which is spelled with one S. Two S's is dessert.
1: God, correct. Okay, bye! Bye! Bye!